Hey everybody and welcome to our little segment for this week, uh, following on from episode 92, which was released on Thursday. And this is our segment. If you didn't listen on Thursday, we're joined by the wonderful John Henry, who told us a little bit about his story um, with his church, being a Christian and being a gay man. So please, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that. Uh, but John is Is still the title he- The Great Reverends, John Henry? Oh, oh. Just John is fine. Deacon Deacon John. (laughs) That's correct. That's correct. Deacon John. (laughs) Um, We're joined by Deacon John Henry. And um, he's going to stay on for this segment. And this segment is a carry-on from what we did a few seasons ago. We continued it. um, We call it Agony Ash. Because notoriously, I'm very good at giving out bad advice. So, <laughs> um, this is like one of the segments that we'll do. I know last week we did Movies with Matt. This week we'll do Agony Ash, and then we'll have another one next week, and then we'll rotate them and rotate them again. So, um, so I'll be asking you guys to feed in a lot, like I did this week. I just posted on my Instagram about uh, what things so far in 2021 is grinding your year. So, John, what's grinding your gears so far this year? I mean, no, nothing that's not obvious. Just the um, the monotony of being locked in. I guess missing friends, mm-hmm. missing family. But I guess the, the, I think the, the thing that consoles you is that you're all, we're none, none of us are alone actually, and that we're all in the same boat. So it's sort of mm. keeping me um, keeping me uh, going. What's really grinding my gears? I guess one thing grinds me a lot is people people with really really strong opinions about whatever is going on in the news when it comes to COVID or when it comes to this that and the other. I guess um, it's the kind of the Facebook experts. Mm. Facebook mm. experts really grind my gears. Um, what are we? I'm straight about? North London. Oh, um, I, like I'm straight North London, right? And where I am, it's people that I know, like my neighbours and friends from school, and they're very like anti-vaxxers. Like they're like you know, the government are trying to track you down and they want to keep tabs on you. And, you know, that's why they're like, you know, because you might need a, a passport, isn't it? A vaccination passport to be able to travel apparently in some places, whether you do or you don't. Um, and I'm just a bit like, if the government wanted to track you down, they would, and you've got nothing they want. You literally have nothing <laughs> that they want. All right. So don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Indeed. What's going in my gears? Yeah. What's going on my gears, um, which some of, I think there are many people going through it, I don't know, but, although you will, Ash, now as well, is I'm really, really, really tired of looking for a job. Mm. Like, it is so, and like, sort of Agni Ashton would be like, how do I keep my mood elevated when it feels like there's rejection after rejection, whether it's by email or have an interview and then it's a no, and then just before the podcast um, recording, an hour before someone was like ah oh, you're unsuccessful again and i was just like it's so hard to get an interview in the first place mm. for me and then i have my own insecurities about my race although it should be a benefit in this current climate to be fair but who knows um but that's my own insecurity and then my ability to do my job and stuff um and yeah it's really difficult to maintain this like positive energy and moving forward when it feels like um i'm not you know 
you hold your self-worth through having employment and a job and if people keep saying no you're not right for the job then i'm like why am i not right kind of thing so that's that's the thing that's getting me and it's not even been that long you know is this a time to make suggestions or is it the time just to listen Look at it, little freeze, bitch. John, <laughs> <laughs> so, are we bringing you on here to be a guest in our podcast and you want to monopolize the conversation? No, it's just one that no. I have. It's, it's, it's just a book that, I, that I, I, I've used myself, that's all. No, no, I'm joking, um, John. Go for it. You please, can... please tell me, babe. How am I supposed he to keep my mood help. up when I'm looking for a job? There's this guy who wrote a book called What Color Is Your Parachute? And it's an American book. And it's all kind of, it, there's lots of like oh American, my God. I know, I know. But the, one, look, the interesting thing that he, one of the things he does do is he just he, when he updates it every year, there's always really good fresh research about like um, the num how the numbers of people who are looking for work, the the probabilities, and what it's, what I find really helpful is kind of reminding, helping you kind of remember that your experience is totally normal. That it's not you. It's not really isn't to do with you. It's you're part. We're part of this like ultra complicated system. Um, and so whilst it doesn't make it any easier in terms of not having work, you know, it helps you not to add on the extra burden of guilt and shame because of it. Mm. That was the, that's the, that's the reason why I like the book. I think it's, got, it's quite a, it's got other tools in it, but I, um, I like what he does in terms of communicating the, the marketplace, helping you understand the wider context. Okay. It'd be interesting to see how that might be with the year that's just gone and stuff. But um, exactly. I do love a self-help book. I fucking do. The Sorry. past two years has been non-fiction. <laughs> no, I do. I love them. I, I don't. I didn't used to listen to them and read them. But the past two years, everything has been almost exclusively non-fiction just for that. And it's all about, you know, all sorts of things. But I, yeah. All right, then. Well, that's, your, that's, your, that's your solved, Matt. John, yours. <laughs> I, would, um, I would just say, John, you need to switch off. Mute the mute button is a wonderful button. It's probably the best on Facebook. You just get to mute people for thirty days or longer. Oh, I thought you were saying you were asking me to mute my screen. Mute no, my no, no. I just, I just mean in the sense of John, those, shut up. Those Facebook people. Those Facebook people. I wouldn't say yes, that to you, John. No. That is true. That is true. The mute button on Facebook is a, is a very useful thing. Actually. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, it was actually one of the um, a few people have come back with that uh, comment. Uh, one more specific name, somebody, blah, 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 still hasn't effed up about COVID. I don't know why I effed. I said effed and fucked. Still hasn't fucked up about COVID. Um, blankety blank still hasn't fucked up about COVID. Now, I'm very lucky because blankety blank actually removed me as a friend after I had a go at them because they would not shut up about Facebook. So I need to go back to this person and say, oh... But I think with um, a lot of things in social media, the, the, the way I sort of find my balance is social media is my social media. Like my page is for me. Um, I went through a phase of like when I went, moved back to Ireland, I thought, I felt, well, I need to add these people on Facebook because people get so political about why did, why did you not like this? Or why are you not my friend on Facebook? You know, people overthink that. And it's like, because I, I don't want to be. <laughs> I um I would never hang out with you in real life, so I don't really care what your dog does or what your kids look like or your holiday photos. It's not something I want in my life. Um, so especially when then they take over your Facebook feed and have something like their theories about COVID and similar to what Matt was saying, how they're going to inject you and then control you and whatever. <laughs> I don't need that in my space. It's it's a mute. In the, if it's a mute and you have to mute them again three times in a row, it's a delete. Well, this is your three strikes and out thing, right? Three strikes and out. Three strikes. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, that's one that came up quite a lot. Um, somebody made a bit more of a graphic one, uh, a bit more directed, but I'm going to boil it down to saying they don't get enough sex. In lockdown? I guess in lockdown. This person works in NHS. So, um, masturbate more, I guess, is the answer. John, what do you think? Would you masturbate more or... A friend of mine, a friend of mine from high school, a little old, old friend, a, a, a guy called Andrew, who's so funny, and he was he was he was similar to you two in the sense that he didn't give a shit. You know, you like you like you like to share your opinions, but but he used to wear a t-shirt, and this is in high school, which was you know, masturbation is not a crime in big. It was a black t-shirt with big white letters. Um, and it's true, you know, there's too much. There is a lot of guilt and shame and all that sort of stuff so you, you especially in these sort of times having a healthy sexual life is important and i guess stay healthy in terms of you can always you can have too much of a good thing i guess maybe so mm. <laughs> there might be a limit but you know if you have to adjust your patterns to this this current strange world to stay sane then do it that's the thing for sure because like we might think about how we used to be and how often we might have done something before, but in the first year and probably I reckon for the majority of this year, those patterns have to change. And so if you used to go and hook up two or three times a week and now that's not possible. So now you're masturbating in compensation, say, for example, now it's six, seven times a week, which might be reasonable, if not more for people, especially when they're at home a lot, could be seven, 10 times a week. <laughs> Do you remember when um, lockdown one first started? I remember I, I was horny as hell at the start of lockdown one. Um, do you remember that? Sorry, everyone, everyone was just horny. Remember you being really horny at the beginning of lockdown? Not just me. I, everyone, like everyone, <laughs> um, was super horny. No, I don't remember that. No. I don't remember that. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I did say I did I post mean... today though because someone had put it on Twitter and it cracks me up. So they just put it started and then someone on Grinder had put vaccinated top. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have the same you have like it's going to be part of a little tag right mm. everybody yeah have you been vaccinated there. yeah oh let's go <laughs> right beside prep prep that's me that's terrible that's mad isn't it that's the world we live in doing that, yeah it's the world we live in um yeah. farmer farmer ben replied just saying 2021 is grinding his gear so far so um Boo, Farmer Ben. It's not your season, though, I guess. Farming comes into action in the summer. But the beginning of the year has been really, really difficult, I think. Like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but everything that happened in America and in Washington, D.C. genuinely affected my mood, like, how I was feeling that week, um, because it kind of compounded. <laughs> it wasn't that in itself, but it was just like, fuck, like, we just started the year, and then this is happening, mm. and it's quite, quite dramatic. Um, and then... I think like an equivalent way to like John is saying maybe people Facebook, but like my house, I'm back at my family home and everyone has differing opinions. So sometimes I'll go downstairs and hear some opinions about things that contradict or conflict with how I believe. And then I'm like, fuck, I need to go upstairs. So it's like having that in person. I'm a bit mm. like, I don't want to know this. Um, but yeah. Mm. 2021 has been off to a rocky start. <laughs> um, America is just, uh, it's insane. I mad. Have you been following it, John? I feel like you have to look at the positives, though. I feel like you have to look at the positives, though. Mm. I mean, I, I, I do think that 
the 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 pain and suffering that 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 let's say the last four years both 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 sides of the pond there's no better hope for people to to sort of wake up and realize that the way we're all behaving needs to change that the standards of civic discourse at the standards of the way we take responsibility for using our facebook at the standards of the way we engage with politics just isn't good enough and the, pro, the to me the kind of the what the last four years have been the kind of the not the cause of problem but the, the kind of the symptoms you know this is the this is the result of it so hopefully maybe people will realize that the what you post on facebook actually does matter that yeah. how you how you t how you read your news matters that actually learning to have civil conversations with people who really disagree is a really important skill. So all I can hope for is that maybe people will be moved slightly in the right direction because the pain of not doing it is so clear. Mm. But maybe I'm being naive, probably a bit naive. <laughs> well, well, that's your take on it, I guess. Um, I, I, think, I think, you know, again, that mute button on Facebook is amazing. Like, if somebody's <laughs> just... Posting too much See, Trump stuff, I'm mute, 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 mute. I have like my feelings about that, just in general, and that's just about like muting things and information. And I know social media is an extreme version, which can be quite bad and quite toxic. But I, I do have this idea, like this feeling in my mind, where if we constantly remove the things that contradict our beliefs, that there's fundamentally a problem because that's what creates these like silos, both mm. in the liberals and the conservatives mm. in thought, <laughs> um, and that you suddenly believe things because you don't see anything else. Yeah. Not to say that anti-vaxxers are, you know, right or wrong or constantly posting, but, you know, I don't know. There's something about just constantly removing these things that, that don't sit well with me. But yeah. I, it's, Sorry, Ashley. No, go ahead, John. It's the, the concept of the echo chamber, right? And we all, mm -hmm. if, if you mute too much, or to me, it's okay. The, th the thing is, it's what, it's what, what are you using Facebook for? Mm -hmm. If you're using Facebook as a truly fun social thing for people who you kind of, you, for your little tiny actual group of friends to share interesting fun things that you as a small network can talk about and really kind of get get in, in get underneath, that's one thing. But when Facebook becomes your actual news feed, mm. when Facebook substitutes the newspapers and the radio and like long form journalism, I think that's where the problem is. And it's yeah. very easy for that to happen. And I think, I think I would, I would, push back and say I disagree with you Matt in the sense of I, I, I totally agree in the sense of you should be looking at both sides of an argument to make a balanced opinion but if you're muting somebody who shares pod or blog posts from Auntie Karen down the road um, and that's all they post then that person can get blocked because you don't need that you, it, it's about where you get your news from and your resources from that's where you can make your own opinion up you don't need to listen to somebody who's going to s definitely post the headline that fits their argument um, regardless of where they got it, because that's all people read the headline on social. Like very few people will click through. Um, but like, there is there's a need to, if you want to none if you don't want to mute people, Matt, feel free. I'm not going to tell you how to do your own social media. <laughs> As if I'm there. I think it's about your capacity to be able to deal with like the contract to do bits. It's just there is a it's your capacity to be able to deal with it. If it's if it's weighing on you and it's going against your beliefs and it it affects you, then it's perfectly fine to do that. It's just being aware that. The why are you feeling the way that you feel? I would say, right? You know, I, I, sometimes I have to stop going on Twitter because Twitter's the devil. It is the absolute. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me not say that. <laughs> uh, but it's just really, really bad, um, and it is awful. And sometimes you just can't use it. I just can't look at it because it really weighs on. Me. Mm. 
But then I, I do go back to it just to look a little bit, but then not use it as my main source of news. Yeah, I mean, I think each yeah. social media platform has its own uses, um, and how you how you how you do it um, is how you use it is up to you. Somebody else said anti-vaxxers. I don't have time for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you know? Do you know anyone who's had the vaccine yet, John? No, I don't. I don't actually. Um, oh no, I, I do. I think a nurse who works in West London. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's had it. I think because of the work he does. Yeah. Um, but that's it. My housemate's also had it. He um, he had. I think he had the Pfizer one. Okay. Um, because I think because obviously the three now that are all. No, two of them are made the same, and one of them, the AstraZeneca Oxford one, is made using a synthetic protein rather than a bit of the virus, so it's made a bit differently. Um, Take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then just just lastly, somebody put, said about, uh, well, two things, no gyms, and then just the, the COVID and how the government's just being so bad at it. Um I mean, I, I'm I'm hardly a gym bunny, as you guys know. I was literally about to <laughs> Don't ask. Don't you hate it, John? Do you not hate it that the gyms are closed? Well, I actually do. No, I, I do miss the gym, actually. I, um, I think as I, I would go once a week, once, twice a week. I'm not a daily kind of, you know, CrossFit psycho like Ash is, but, you know. Um... Was, 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 <laughs> asterisk. Okay. Are, are you post-CrossFit post cult? I'm, CrossFit is shut. John, if CrossFit was open, I would be there in a heartbeat. Back to the cult, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I can totally see how I, I miss. I, I mean, I miss the physical exercise. I miss rugby's been so important to me for mental health, mm. for de-stress, for the social aspect. So I and I, and the gym is like that for many people too. So yeah, mm. absolutely. I think it's something that's very hard to substitute, mm. um, and people need it's... to be honest about it. It's painful to have that dopamine kick taken away from you mm. would that be the same for going to the church for you in some way because you can both exercise at home which some people can or can't find the motivation to do so and go to the gym and have the space to do that because the environment is better for facilitating that would you say the same for you if you wanted to i don't know you normally go to church on a, on a, a reasonable regular basis something yeah i think a lot of people are missing the spaces so the closure of the cathedrals oh, oh yeah of the large cathedral churches where you could just go and sit and enjoy the peace and quiet. People, a lot of people really miss that. A lot of people mm. really miss the um, the uh, Evensong um, services where there's beautiful music and poetry and the Psalms. So it does, it, it gives an equivalent sense of peace and, and, um, and yes, and actually one more thing, regular, people are missing regular churches as in, you know, where it's a bit more kind of traditional parish singing and all that. And people, everybody, everybody likes different aspects of the church experience and that's been, you know, for, for it's been a difficult call, but that's been kind of curtailed you know, substantially across almost all churches in, mm. in, in the UK for for reasonable reasons. Mm. But yeah, it's it's part of your self care that's not yeah. there anymore. I think um I think just a final thought, and we'll, we'll wrap this up because um, because <laughs> but my dinner's final, getting cold. Your dinner's getting cold. My dinner has to get cooked. Um, and uh, but yeah, I just think final thought for everyone is that you know. With the vaccines on the horizon, it looks promising. Um, and, you know, if Joan Collins can sit down and get her um, vaccine. Is it Joan Collins? Is that the actress, isn't it? I'm not thinking of somebody else. 
Joan Collins is dead. Joan Collins is the woman that died. Yeah, she's long dead, I think. Maybe she's not. I don't know. (laughs) Is she? No. Joan Joan Collins is the one from Dynasty, isn't she? Yes. She's not dead. She's still going. No, she got her vaccine the other day, the same day as the Queen. She was on um, Good Morning Britain yesterday, of course. Okay. I don't know who Joan Collins is then. Joan Collins, her sister's Jackie Collins, the author. Um, If Joan Collins can go get her vaccine and feel fine, I think a lot of us other can as well. So that that's me Absolutely. is how 2021 will really kick off and hopefully by the midsummer we'll be somewhere positive. <sighs> somewhere more positive yes john thank you again for joining us a pleasure guys it's been really fun also lots of fun oh well thank, thank you. you for coming john thank you thank matt you and yeah take care everybody bye everyone bye, bye. <laughs>